Hey, well, good evening. Thanks for joining us, our Wednesday night panel. We're super excited that you've joined us. I'm here with uh, my favorite sister. I think I'm Callan. Uh, I think, see, actually, I do have another sister. I was thinking I got a couple others, but uh, I guess uh, you're the one I hang out with the most. So how you doing tonight, Kim? Doing great. It's good to be here live. Thanks yeah. for joining us. Tonight we got an interesting night. We've had to throw a couple of audibles in here, but we're excited because we're going to talk about uh, domestic missionaries tonight. We're going through this kind of season of talking to our missionaries, interviewing them, sharing some scripture and kind of bringing them into fold. And what we're trying to do is introduce you to people that we're serving and people that we're giving to, uh, because that's really what the gospel mission is about is we become blessed. God works deeply within our life. And then the, the, the second part or the third part of our life is to give that away and to go out into the world and, and make new disciples and make more disciples for the kingdom of God. And that's something that my sister's super interested about. What's your favorite part about going, Kim, and making disciples? I, I know you love that verse in, in Matthew 28. What, what's the one that makes the most sense to you? Well, I think um, it's it's just it's really exciting to go out. I think one of the most exciting things I've ever done in my life is leading somebody to Christ. Um, it, it fills my heart with joy to know that one person's life has been changed for eternity because because I left the comfort of my own home to go and share the gospel with them, to go and share God's love with them. And so um, I've come to understand, although I was on the mission field for many years, um, I understand that really the mission field is wherever you're at. And so God's been calling me here to, to minister in Camarillo and giving me a real love for this city and for this county. And there are so many people that we want to be able to reach in our community. And so if we live a lifestyle of being on mission and, and honestly, I, I noticed that it's been a lot, it was a lot easier for me to have that mission mindset when I was in Mexico. But now when I go into Sprouts, I have to like remind myself to like, you know, be friendly, um, ask someone how they're doing, like pray for them, those kinds of things um, to be a little bit more intentional instead of just going, getting in and getting out. So um, yeah, that's what I'd like to share with you. I really like it too. And uh, tonight we're going to talk about uh, the Gabriel's house. That's a big part of it. Uh, my friend Tammy's going to join us and we're going to bring her into the conversation and talk about domestic missionary work and the Gabriel's house. So when she gets involved, uh, we'll really allow you to kind of ask some questions and get involved as well, put some comments in the chat. But one of the things you said, Kim, that's interesting to me is, man, it is really cool to lead someone to Christ. One of the things that's even been more exciting to me in my mission experience is leading someone to Christ that doesn't speak the same language that you do. Like, <laughs> like yeah. when we were in Nepal and me and you were just praying and communicating uh, in 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 basically not in their language and we led that lady down from the mountain into christ and dropped her off mm -hmm. at her home i mean there's nothing more powerful than that and that's the exciting part about it um so 
Um, yeah, we're going to bring Tammy on. We're going to introduce her. And uh, she's uh, in charge of the Gabriel's house. We support the Gabriel's house. So we're going to bring her on and just let her be a part of tonight and uh, interview her a little bit. She's got a five-minute video that we're going to share at about 7.30. And then we're going to go through a little bit of scripture. So we're going to bring Tammy on in just a second. And we're going to uh, talk to her about what's going on at the Gabriel house. Uh, so uh, we're, we're excited about this. Tammy, Tammy's a new... Uh, 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 relatively new last year, uh, taking over the Gabriel's house. So, uh, we're going to bring her on and have her become a part of this. And, you know, my sister and I have both been at the Gabriel's house a couple times and there she is. Hi, Tammy. Hi. Welcome. Hi. Thanks, thanks for joining us today. My sister Kim's with us and we're going to kind of pick your brain about the Gabriel house. Is that okay? Yes, that's just fine. And I was telling them that maybe in about seven 30, we'll run your video. Okay, sure. So if you can share your screen, but we just want to talk for a little bit. One of the questions we're talking about, maybe you can join in. So here's the program. We're going to talk uh, uh, about the Gabriel's house. We're going to interview Tammy a little bit. We're going to show the video. And then we're going to, my sister's got a scripture that we're going to talk about in James at the end. And uh, uh, kind of throughout the time, kind of talk about how to support the Gabriel's house. But what do you think about being on domestic missions? You're a domestic missionary in the way that I see it. How does that work for you? Kind of explain that. Me and my sister were just talking about that before you joined. So how does that work for you? What do you feel? What's, your, what's the excitement about being a domestic missionary? Well, um, it's part of, I guess, my DNA. Um, I, I think when children are young and their parents raise them to care for others, um, that just becomes part of who you are is to care, care for the people that are around you. And so um, I've done that, like I said, in many places, wherever I was, and the last, you know, we went to the Dream Center and served there for 15 years and and Kingdom Center. Now this is second Kingdom Center. And I think there's so many needs around us. Um, being a missionary right where you're at is like really important. I think that's what God calls the church to do. And so I think. Um, awesome. That's you know, just what. What I that's what I know, <laughs> you know. Uh, it's part of your DNA, and I know that. Let's back up a little bit, Tammy. Why don't you give us the three-minute version of who you are, where you're from, and uh, lead us up to where you're at at the Gabriel House? That way, everybody that's tuning in gets to know you before we go any farther. Okay. Um, so I um, was originally from Long Beach area. We moved to Fillmore. Um, in um, 89, lived there for 23 years. My husband and I were on staff associate pastors there. And then we, um, and then served at the Dream Center during that time for 15 years as prayer pastors and many other capacities. Then we felt God calling us to Ventura County where we lived. And that's when Sam asked me to direct um, the Ventura Kingdom Center from 2010 to 2013 and then 2012 they got the Oxnard um, location where we're at now yeah. and someone else was directing there and then she had to leave my husband had a quadruple bypass and we had some changes going on we were going to sell our business we also have owned our own business for 30 years so um 
we had him sell his business or sell 80% of it. And then that at that same time, um, Sam asked if I would direct the Oxnard location because the director was leaving. And so in, in uh, May of 2019, I became a director at the Oxnard location at Gabriel's house. Awesome. What about the Dream Center? I mean, we have a little bit of history. I don't think the church, our church knows much that we kind of were planted by the Dream Center. What does the Dream Center mean to you? I don't know if everybody knows about the Dream Center in Camarillo. It's huge in LA. Uh, out here, it kind of is just on the, uh, a few people. Know. Yeah, some know it, some don't. Um, so it's, it's where the old Queen of Angels Hospital is located. It, so it's like a 400,000 square foot, 15 story building where they have ministries of every kind that goes out into the city of Los Angeles. And we were there actually in the very beginning when it first got established. So we saw God do many miracles and um, lives being transformed in all um, denominations. We had several different ethnic churches going and um, just got down into the nitty gritty with the people in, in the inner city of Los Angeles. Um, did Adopt-A-Block, served the people all around the Dream Center every Saturday, um, went into the hotels down on Skid Row, went into Rampart, back alleys in the middle of the night, um, went to serve the um, kids on the street um, during the middle of the night, the pimps and the hookers. I mean, every ministry there is to serve people in Los Angeles, they have. And it, and so because that kind of like birthed, that kind of ministry was already in our hearts, but God led us to be able to be right in, in it on a weekly basis. It kind of is our DNA from being in the Dream Center. That's just how we know to do ministry. Yeah, the Dream Center, if you guys aren't familiar with it, when you're driving down 101, you're getting to Hollywood. And what exit is it? It's uh, Rampart exit or something. You're driving down and there's this big building there and it's this Rampart exit, I think. Do you know the exit, Tammy? Yes, it's, um. well, there's, um, oh, I'm sorry. Um, I forget about it too. Well, there's Rampart. Rampart goes to actually Echo Park. So, also, the church, the Amy Simple McPherson, the Boundary yeah. Church, that's, I think, no, I think Rampart's the exit for the Dream Center. Yeah, and it's on the big left, and it's just, it looks like it's an old hospital, like she said, but you see it today, and it's a great missionary place in the community. And so, Kim, what are your thoughts uh, about the, why don't you talk a little bit and ask Tammy a little bit about Gabriel's house, maybe something that's happened recently? Yeah, Tammy, um, that's exciting, the kind of ministry that you were doing, and it seems like that kind of prepared you for what you're doing now at Gabriel's House, just really giving you a heart for people who are marginalized and that kind of stuff. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about Gabriel House and kind of what it is and who it serves and kind of the just the connection between the Dream Center and Gabriel House, maybe. Right. So um, the... We originally met Sam, who is the president and founder of the Kingdom Center, which is the program that runs here at Gabriel House. He came to the Dream Center to a fundraising 
thing there and we found out he was from Ventura. So the connection like happened a long time ago, you know, even before we began serving there. So that was kind of cool. But um, Gabriel's house is at where the Kingdom Center, what we had it in Ventura now here. It's an emergency um, shelter for women and women with children that um, maybe are living in their cars. They, you know, got some ladies maybe got scammed and they had no place to go sleeping on. We don't, so there's a lot of mental illness right now with the homeless. And so we serve the more mid, you know, range mentally ill. We don't, not the ones necessarily straight off the street because we don't have that um, kind of uh, capacity. Capacity, yeah, to to um, help them. We send those people to other places, but people who just have been in a place where they have struggled financially, they um, maybe their alcoholism got them in a place that you know wasn't good. Maybe they came out of prison. Um, they had problems, and they need to get back on the right track. So we're there to help them get their, you know, their way straight and get them support and connect them to services that the county has for them to help in so many different areas of their life. Um, That's awesome. So what does it look like? So we have a room there and uh, we've had a room for many years there. We've been sponsoring it and it's a great resource for everybody watching. So uh, on the chat bar, we're going to put the address down and go to the website and also pray about supporting them. The Dream Center does great services and they're always looking for generous donators and people to support them, not just financially, but of course, financially, uh, prayer wise and actual physical people going there uh they're always looking for women to lead bible studies and help around uh, uh, uh help around the house and then just churches to go around and kind of do some cleanup and maintenance and celebrate with the families there so gabriel's house, at gabriel's gabriel's house. yeah gabriel's house yeah so we want to keep supporting it over the over the the course of the next 40 minutes i'm going to keep telling you if you can support them please go to the website or you can give it to journey and we'll give them a hundred percent of everything that we get we we love to bless them it's a gift for us uh to be a part of their uh, ministry and uh it's something that it's near and dear to our heart and hopefully as we get out of this COVID I know me and Tammy were talking as we gifted them some shoes I I gave her more shoes than she probably ever wanted to see in her life I know it probably burdened her a little bit and thank you for taking my burden and uh, making it yours I appreciate that but tell me what it looks like if somebody that's watching right now let's just talk about the right now somebody is looking to uh, they know a, a, a family that needs help what would that process look like for you? How would you direct somebody on that? So what you would do is you would call um, the phone intake line to get a phone interview. The person that needs to come in has to do the phone call. And it, it, the number is 805-487-3445. I could put that in the chat. Um, it's also on the... Um, website as well we have the website on there so we'll keep promoting that this whole time okay and 
And then they would have a phone interview and they would ask, you know, all the questions necessary to see if they um, qualify for the program. And some of those are, you know, they have to be 30 days clean. Um, they have to have a TB test. Um, now we need to have a COVID test or they have to be quarantined, um, but they still have to get a COVID test. Um, yeah, there's just, you know, a few different things we find out, you know, just to make sure that everyone's going to be um, safe and, um, you know, being helped the best they can. So then that person, then if everything looks good, then we get, pass that to the case manager who then gives them a second phone call and just confirms, you know, to make sure everything's good. And then they would be brought in as an intake um, if everything passes and, you know, it, it works. And then- uh, Could you maybe tell us like, say for example, right now, how many rooms, how many women, how many children are living on the facility? And I don't know if you know the numbers of women and children that have gone through the facility. Well, yeah, usually, talk about some of those things. Yeah, so normally in a year, over a hundred women go through the program. Wow. So, um, and right now we've got 20 here, uh, women and children. There's five children and 15 women right now. So usually between 20 and 25 is a comfortable number um, that doesn't get too crowded in the common areas. Um, so we have a little bit more room. I think we have, you know, some more ladies coming in. We've got um, some ladies that just graduated to um, our transitional living, which is a longer term. They can stay up to a year. Um, so they are working the program. They're getting everything done in the case management. They're, they have to do good attitudes. Then we allow them to stay longer to save more money because the whole idea is to save money while they're here. Get, you know, they have, they have to, this is also a working um, shelter. So you have to get a job within the first 30 days. And um, so a lot of our women, most of them are working. And um, and many of them who've been here a few months, we've got some women with $4,000 already saved to wow. move out with. So I'd say most of them have between 1,000 and 4,000. Awesome. Go ahead, Kim, let me, go ahead, sorry. I would say when you talk about the program, what, what kind of skills or what kind of things are you teaching them for them to graduate? Right, so, um, when, when they, like I said, we, um, they have to be working, then they go through and have to get, um, most of them have to get connected with many, like a therapist and make sure they're doing therapy work um, weekly. We have life skill classes that they go through. We have Celebrate Recovery. So most, a lot of them are in recovery programs. So Celebrate Recovery is on site. Um, they go once a week to that. Um, we have um, people that come and do budgeting with them and all those different things. And, and then each lady has a different case plan. So whatever is on their case plan, those are the things they have to be accomplishing while they're here. So it's different for, you know, different women. 
So basically, if you guys are just tuning in, we're talking about the Gabriel's House this week. It's a local ministry that's in our community. It's a great ministry. Journey's been supporting it for many years. We're interviewing the executive director tonight. She's an amazing woman. And what we're trying to do is get everybody excited and get them through this COVID season and get them funded, separated from the county and let, let that county money be a blessing to grow the place. So what we're trying to do as a church and as a, as a church that believes in the kingdom of God and not just growing journey, we want to get in our goal over over in the next year with this group and uh, is to get uh, the Gabriel's house uh, fully funded separate from the county funds so that the county funds will grow it into a bigger place and they can use that money to, to grow it because they have great grand plans there. I do believe God is really at work there and uh, we're excited about this ministry. So there's multiple ways to get involved. Tammy, why don't you tell them how to get involved a couple of different ways they can get involved. Yes, so we um, just started our mentor program, which is awesome. Um, ladies that come alongside the women to encourage them and just help them in just regular things that we take for granted that they may not have grown up with, um, but just the encouragement on a daily basis. And then we also have, um, we're looking for people who want to come and just bring a meal um, different nights and sit with the ladies and or people that like to cook and want to be in the kitchen cooking with them and then, you know, serving the meal with them. And um, so we have some people, you know, that are interested in signing up for that. We have a lot of uh, things in the yard that need to be done. We have two acres here. So there's always things to be done, you know, with that. Um, we're going to be doing some painting. So if people that know how to paint, that'd be awesome for have, having that kind of help. Um, there's also, um, as the holidays come, we're looking for people to help come decorate and, and we'll probably have a decorating day. And um, uh, also, also in, in, we have food intake and, and clothing intake and like a volunteer coordinator. I mean, there's so many different areas that people that like to do those kinds of things, we love to have that. And we also started the Alpha course. I don't know if you know about the Alpha course, but um, we started the Alpha course on Saturday nights and that's really awesome too. That's great. So here's what we're going to do in about five minutes. We're going to queue up a video and we're going to let everybody watch a, a four to five minute tour of the Gabriel's house. If you're not familiar with it, one of the things that's super exciting, if you've ever been to the Gabriel's house, one of the things that I'm always excited about is watching, uh, uh, um, What's the dog guy's name? I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Caesar Milan. Caesar Milan found a woman in the. Uh, they they did this whole show and they brought him to the Gabriel's house and the Gabriel's house was a a big part of that show and it was amazing to see the dog and the the mom united. So it's got a little bit of history, but the ministry that's happening at this place is amazing. I've been there several times. Uh, uh, we want to get people involved. If you know people that are in need, uh, this is one of those resources that we use. And like I said, they're always looking for all kinds of help. She she gave you a list of tons of things. They need finances, but there's also all kinds of volunteering. 
You can take donations. They love donations because they repurpose and do uh, garage sales when that was available. So they're doing a lot of good work. So at some point, we're going to uh, do a video in a few minutes. Kim, you got anything else you want to ask before we do the video? Yes, please. Um, Tammy, would you mind telling us maybe a success story about one of the women who came in and, you know, grew and got her life back on and got out and how it changed her? Could you tell one of those stories, a testimony? Yes. So um, there was there was a, um, a girl that had just come straight from prison and um, she was very broken and needed just a place to come and feel loved and, and whole. And that's one thing that Gabriel's house is really good for because it's, it is a home and people feel comfortable when they first walk in. And so she just was really supported and loved. And um, she got, it, it was hard for her to find work because of her um, just coming from prison with a felony and stuff, but she, was able to find an amazing job. She's like a supervisor and works, has an amazing, good paying job. Um, she's out in in a place that she has, you know, a lot of freedom and can do what she needs to do. She comes back and actually is part of the alpha course that we're doing. She wants, she still wants to stay, you know, connected. Most of the people that do leave once they um, have accomplished, you know, some of their goals and their feeling like it's time to leave, they come back and they stay connected somehow. They, we invite them to do different things with us. And um, we also had five women that have made decisions um, to follow Christ. And they made a public profession of that faith and were baptized just in the last three weeks. We had five people baptized and then we had two more just last week. So we've had seven women in the wow. last baptized so that's been awesome too what a gift what a gift so we're going to queue up the video in just a second and get ready are you going to be able to do that soon tammy yeah i can do it whenever you like okay let's start getting prepared for that and here's what we're doing we're interviewing the executive director of gabriel's house i've uh, been out there several times I, I i was out there a couple of months ago meeting her and her husband and donating a bunch of shoes she probably had to get rid of most of them because she likes shoes she told me right tammy you like shoes yes, right I do. I do but not as many as i gave you right <laughs> yeah i gave her like uh i don't know 400 shoes so we're gonna share this screen and we're gonna watch this video together right yep and this is uh this is the uh the video that we'll watch today and this interview this kind of showcases so let it rip hi my name is tammy duff the director of gabriel's house and i'm so happy you can join me today on a tour of our emergency and longer term housing for homeless women and children we're located in Oxnard, california just off of rose avenue surrounded by all this beauty come inside and take a look Gabriel's house is a real home where women and children can find hope and healing. They live in community with others and receive care and guidance from our loving and experienced staff. Gabriel's house operates as both emergency and longer term housing. As emergency housing, we serve women and children for 30 to 90 days, helping them in a moment of crisis. If they are meeting their goals and need more time, they can remain with us for up to one year. 
Many of the women we serve are overcoming drug or alcohol addiction. Prior to entering our program, they need to be drug-free for 30 days. Once entered, we provide programs and tools to help them remain clean and sober. We also serve women who are fleeing from domestic abuse, some working with the courts to get their children back, and others may have recently left prison. In addition, we serve young women who have aged out of the foster care system and need a transitional step before finding a job and a home of their own. In every home, a good meal draws people together, and it's no different here at Gabriel's house. In the dining room, the women share healthy, nutritious meals they prepare themselves. In our spacious living room, we post a daily schedule. As you can see, it's a full and productive day for all the women at Gabriel's house. After a busy day, the women and children love to relax by watching the movie in the living room. But during the day, this space hosts an array of meetings for life skill training, educational seminars, Bible studies, and support groups. This area also offers activities for children. Over here, we have a great selection of toys for kids of all ages. We love welcoming children with their moms. We take great joy in helping a family stay together in the safety of Gabriel's house, far from the dangers of living on the streets or in our cars. Just around the corner is the kitchen. We are well stocked with food and cleaning supplies, thanks to a host of gracious friends who regularly donate. In the kitchen, as well as the rest of the house, the women residents are responsible for keeping things neat and clean as they prepare daily meals. Gabriel's house was built as a large family ranch home, which can house up to 30 residents. In our emergency housing, we have a large dorm-style bedroom for single women. Each bunk bed has its own unique quilt comforter, provided by loving volunteers who wanted to make each woman's bed homey and inviting. In this room, there's a closet for every woman. Beyond the single dorm bedroom is our emergency dorm room for women with children. Right now, we have a mother and a baby with us, so we have a trundle bed for co-sleeping. We ensure that children sleep in the same room with their mother for family bonding, physical, and emotional security. Here is one of our special single bedrooms. We're grateful we can provide this room for one of our residents who has stage four metastatic cancer. One of our amazing volunteers decorated this room just for her, making it a peaceful, private place for rest and recovery from chemotherapy treatments. It's a haven for this courageous woman. Now I'd like to show you the bedroom for women who are transitional age youth or just coming out of the foster care system. Imagine on your 18th birthday becoming homeless. These vulnerable young women have aged out of foster care and find themselves with nowhere to go. More than half will be unemployed. Almost one in three will be homeless and one in five will be incarcerated within two years. Gabriel's house is a welcoming transitional step for these women, ages 18 to 23. This area is our longer-term housing where we have up to four single ladies who need more time and are working hard to accomplish their case plan for one year. Or we can house a mom with kids who is working and saving money to get into a permanent home of their own. This is our office where every woman that comes into Gabriel's house receives weekly case management to connect them with all the services they need to progress in their case plan and be on their way to independent living. Our case manager has great experience and goes above and beyond to help each woman she sees and gives guidance to. Now, getting outside for some outdoor fun is also an important part of the daily routine at Gabriel's house. 
In our large outdoor area, children can enjoy the playground and outdoor toys. Women love to sit at the picnic tables to enjoy some conversation or have some quiet time while taking in the fresh ocean breeze. This area is also where we hold barbecues and a variety of gatherings. The gardens here at Gabriel's house are a special source of pride for many of the women. While everyone has a chance to attend the garden, a few of our women have found the garden to be a therapeutic place to think and pray. Our staff office is housed in the front of the freestanding building in the middle of the yard with a one-bedroom apartment attached behind it that we have a future plan to convert into a home for women rescued from sex trafficking. For now, we will use this house for family and long-term housing and for private appointments between residents and caseworkers. The trailers of the far back house temporary volunteers who live with us on site, which includes security, maintenance, and chaplains. Now let's gather at the cross. The cross here at Gabriel's house has special significance. First and foremost, it represents the new life available to each of us in Jesus Christ. New life is possible. Change and transformation are offered to each woman. At the cross, we also gather to pray and seek God's guidance for next steps. And it's where we hold graduation ceremonies for women who are ready to move into independent living. At the cross, you can also see the living stones placed there by founding donors who are committed to this ministry of hope. Well, that completes our tour of Gabriel's house, and I'm so glad you could be with us. We hope that this virtual visit has given you an idea of the far-reaching, life-changing work being done at Gabriel's house. Encouraging, equipping, and empowering homeless women and children is our mission and our privilege. For more information, please contact us. God bless you, and thank you for your interest in Gabriel's house. Awesome. What a great, very well put together video. Uh, so if uh, if you're just joining in, we're interviewing Tani Duff. She's the executive director of the Gabriel's House. We're talking about being domestic missionaries. And, you know, it's interesting. My sister's been in a mission field for 14 years, and uh, we finally drew her back into the States. And she's really become stateside savvy now. She's really getting used to being a stateside girl and uh, away from the, uh, uh, she still likes to travel, but I know the, the mission is good. So let's kind of talk a little bit more, and then we're going to get into some scripture, Tammy, and you're more than welcome to jump in and have this dialogue with us. Um, what are the different parts? In that video, there was three sections. There's like a transitional center, there's a, a youth center, and then there's like a, a, a emergency shelter. Yeah, mm -hmm. so talk to about us a little bit. What is the, What is the capacity for the emergency shelter? So the emergency has the dorms with the single women and the um, family dorm. So that, that there's really 15, eight, six, yeah, like 14, 15, depending on the children, because you can yeah. put beds in there that can grow. So, and then the transitional age youth, they're part of the emergency shelter as well, but it's just a separate area because they need a little bit more guidance and things like that. So um, there's five in there, actually four, and then one that's in transitional that's kind of there to help them along and make them feel comfortable. Um, and then we've got three rooms that are for transition, um, yeah, for longer term housing. Um, and so, you know, there, it depends, it could be family or it could be singles, you know, 
three or four singles in a room. So okay. just on, we, we're very flexible and move things around as, as the need arises. Yeah. Awesome. Kim, what question did you have as you watched the video? Um, I was just, I was just taken by like how you've, um, developed an individualized plan for each woman. I think that's so beautiful because each person is different and they have different needs yes. and they have different struggles. And so that, that really, that really, that really touched me. And I think the other part that I really liked was just the fact that you're, you know, helping people to reintegrate back into society while at the same time providing them with a family, one maybe they've never had. And mm -hmm. so you guys are really making a difference in these people's lives. Um, I know for me to, you know, to preach the gospel to someone um, and then like walk away from them and, you know, invite them to come to church. That's a certain level of involvement, but I just love the way you guys have gotten so personally involved in these women's lives and have walked with them on a daily basis, helping them to thrive and to succeed. So I just love the work you're doing there. Thank um, you. It definitely, it, it definitely takes a team. We couldn't do it with any one part. It takes all the part, all the churches, all the house managers, all the um, volunteers that come all the mentors that pour into the ladies. So I love that it just builds community um, and, and allows people to use their gifts to help others. Yeah. I, you know, one of the things that I'm really intrigued on is this, you know, how often we hear, oh, you got to separate church and state. In this particular ministry, you see the county working with a Christian organization and really wanting them to do this because nobody else really wants to get into the muck of ministry. Ministry and this type of domestic ministry is the hardest to do because you've got to get into a life that's not in a very usually great shape. And it doesn't necessarily mean physically bad. It's just financially, spiritually broken uh, places. And when you get to this place, you're usually not hitting home runs. You're you're striking out a lot of different places. So I love this. This is one of the areas, something unique about Ventura County, that they're allowing the... Um, the, the, the state to work or the community to work, the county to work. It's a yes. big part of it. Yep. We get referrals from the county, from the city, from the police, from the, you know, we're, we're right now working with the, um, the crime division, the um, domestic violence mm -hmm. services. They, they have gathered a bunch of different, services together and we are now working with them and they're referring people to us um so yeah it's, and it's also awesome working together with all the other agencies um like lighthouse and um i just met the lady with um salvation army she's new and so just working with all the different people mercy house and all them and and just you know working together it takes all of us to help there's so many homeless right now and people in need. So it takes everyone. And so if everyone's working together, there's plenty for everyone to serve, you know. We're going to get ready in just a minute to talk a little bit about some uh, scripture in the Bible and James to kind of 
close this night out, but we're talking about Gabriel's house tonight. It's a local ministry in, in Oxnard, and uh, we've got all kinds of links in the chat. If you have any questions for Tammy, put them in there, and we'll get to them towards the end. Um, but here's one of the things that people don't know about, and maybe we can kind of talk about this, and we'll transition to this scripture. There is a, a transitional youth crisis, right? The, the kids that are in foster care that have all these things and in, in these uh, uh, all their life provided for them if they're in the system as they get to 18 they age out and a lot of the resources and a lot of the love that they've been getting from the community kind of goes away uh, the county doesn't have that and you guys have a tay a tay program a transitional youth program so tell us before we get into the scripture just what that means to you the transitional youth and how big that's a new thing for you guys yeah it's it's so awesome to see when they come in many of them are they they're just like junior high and high schoolers because they haven't really had the support or the guidance that they've needed most of the time. They've been sent from foster home to foster home or they had very um, damaging things happen to them even by their parents. And so that's why they were you know, placed in a foster home. So they have bad memories and things like that. So we're, we just come alongside to encourage them, sit with them, hear them, listen to them pray with them. Um, they just require so much more time and love and support and encouragement than the average person that comes in. That's good. Hey, so Tammy, join us. We're going to talk a little bit about this scripture. Anything that you want to uh, bring to the table, please butt in and let us know. Uh, then we're going to continue to support Gabriel's house. It's all over our chat. We're going to ask Tammy to give us that video and we'll put it on our our Facebook feed this week and promote Gabriel's house uh, just to get involved. There's many ways to get involved. So Kim, why don't you put some scripture uh, and let's talk a little bit about it uh, to kind of bring this to, uh, to kind of biblically as we talk about doing domestic missions today. You know, as I, um, as I think about, Oh dear, it's not the one I wanted. Um, let's see. As I think about the church and, and the ways that the church um, has been the most effective in our culture, I think about programs like the one that you're involved in, Tammy, where you're really making a difference in people's lives. I think about like when I was in Mexico, one of the ministries that we were involved with is orphanage. Mm -hmm. And when you look through church history, you will, you will find out that Christians tend to be the one that really care for the marginalized, the sick, the broken, the drug addict, the homeless, you know, the prostitute. And so just, again, I just am so thankful for the kind of ministry that you're doing. And I want to share the scripture with everybody. This is James chapter one, um, verse 26 and 27. It says, if anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble, to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And so I think really what um, James is exhorting the church to do here, if we really want to show our religion, 
The way that we do that is by visiting orphans, by visiting widows, by visiting those people who are marginalized in our society, who maybe haven't grown up with the same benefits that some of us have with a, a family that's intact and, you know, that have received love and care. And so um, I just love the scripture. And so I feel like this verse is kind of the essence of Gabriel's house, because you guys are really doing that on a daily basis. You're taking care of these kids that have been in foster care their whole lives and they're, they're orphans and they don't have a family. And all of a sudden they're just being thrown into the streets a lot of times without, you know, the, the skills and the ability to survive and they get themselves involved in wrong things. And so um, I really feel like, I don't know about you, Tammy, but I really feel like this is the church's finest hour to really be able to step up and make a difference whether it's in human trafficking, whether it's in orphans and widows, whether it's in addictions, whether it's in prostitution and the red, you know, the yeah. red light districts. I mean, there's just, there's so much need in our society. As we look around our society, we see that our, our society, our culture, our nation is falling apart. And it's falling apart because there's so many people that are in these categories that are, you know, they're, they're, they're lonely and they're lost and they're in poverty and they're broken and they're, they need love. They need family. They need a church to come around them and, yep. and to provide for them. But um, just the love and the care and the nurture and even the skills, like you said, that some of them aren't given because they're not paid to grow up in a family. So I don't know, um, Tammy or Jeff, if you'd like to add anything to what I've, I've shared about the scripture. Well, there's something that I we learned from Pastor Tommy Barnett being at the Dream Center for 15 years, we heard it so much and it kind of goes along with this. And he says, find a need and fill it, find a hurt and heal it. And that's kind of what God's asking us to do. <laughs> you look around you, there's so many needs. That's what, that's what pure religion is, is finding the, the hurting and the broken and picking them up and showing them God's love and showing them how much he loves them by just, you know, loving them and healing them, you know, with God's love. I love this verse because it, <clears throat> James is really hitting us in the gut and he's kind of a gut puncher uh, in his small book. And for us to understand uh, that we have to work on the way that we see God and, and, and how he wants us to see his people. We have to get into the mud and into the mire. We have to get into the thick uh, of, of people's lives to really minister to them. Our church over the last few years, and I'm saying 30 years, has gone to a very superficial, I'm fine, everything's fine, the world's fine. I'm just here to worship God. And at our church, we ask the question, really? You're really good? And we ask him three times, how are you? Really? How are you really? And by the third time, trust me, the car's in hawk. The wife left me. Uh, the kids are using, you know, people are hurting. Our society is hurting. Good Christian people are suffering. And real religion is not sitting in our own issue. What I've learned, and this is how I got into ministry, I learned instead of me being depressed on all the struggles and things that I've done, as I started helping people, and my problems seemed to go away or at least minimize, and I start to see God work as I'm helping other people. 
And I think that's really what this challenges me to do is pure undefiled religion before God and the Father is to visit and be invested into people that are marginalized and less than. And isn't that what is dividing our country right now is we don't understand other people very well. We're supposed to be uh, united under one God and we're supposed to be United States. And the truth is we're divided because we're not willing to get into uh, to the places that uh, ministry brings us. And Tammy, you're, you've been sharing all night. Ministry's hard. It's not easy. It's very it's, hard. <laughs> it's hard for us to deal with. And you get into someone's life and you go there and you start talking and you're like, whoa, I didn't know where you've been and you start meeting real people and it gets very tough very quickly. Yes. So, and it can be disappointing sometimes because everyone doesn't meet the expectations you might have for them, or sometimes you want things for them more than they do and they have to be willing to want it as well. And so just uh, takes a lot of prayer and giving them, giving them to God really. And just knowing that he has a plan. That's our verse right now is Jeremiah 29, 11. We have a theme every month and this month is plans and it's Jeremiah 29, 11. So I just keep telling them, God has a plan for you. You know, just keep asking him what it is, walk in that plan. So. That's awesome. Um, you know, one of the things that we want to do, we're talking about Gabriel's house. We're going to put that video on our, our, our Alaska my guy Dustin to put that video up so we can promote it every so often because I think it's a great video. One of the things that we need to do, and, I, and I'm gonna put this to you two women also, this place, Gabriel House, is a tool in my ministry bag. And what I mean by that is, when I drive by somebody and I just feel guilty because I'm not willing to give them a dollar or a cheeseburger or somebody that's struggling, I actually don't necessarily buy people food. I have and I do, but I also pull over and I say, where can I help you? How can I help you? And Gabriel's house is one of those places that you need to have in your arsenal of ministry weapons to do the kingdom work. Because if you know the number, you know where it's at and you can call and go, hey, if you go there, you will see, and I do this all the time, you will see how serious somebody is about getting help because they will make the call. Because I've sat with people and said, call this number. And they're like, can you call? And I said, I could, but it would be better if you called and made your appointment. And like you said, there's a bunch of other places, Salvation Army, Lighthouse, the Rescue Mission. If you go to these places and get invested, you will start taking, I've taken, we've had, I've taken six or eight women into this program. We've had our own room filled with people that went to our church there. And I've also taken 25 men to the rescue mission. These are the kind of things that you need to know that are going on in our community so that you can use them because you tell them about the program and you'll see men and women are serious. So what do you guys think, Kim? What's your thought there? Yeah, I think it's great. And I think, um, you know, I think this is a very practical way to be a blessing to our community whether it's donating something to the house, whether it's volunteering our time, whether it's giving out the number to someone that you meet in need. I think these are very practical ways to make a difference and to bless our community and our county. And I'm just so thankful for the work that you guys are doing. And I feel like um, it's an investment that um, is very worthwhile. It's, a, it's an eternal investment. Mm -hmm. And um, so 
I'm so glad that we um, are partnering with you guys to help you. And I, and I, I hope that we can see your dream fulfilled, that you could um, not only have the finances that you need to run operations, but to expand. Because when I look around our community, there is need everywhere. And we need 20 of these Gabriel houses. And we yes. need We've programs about it. for all kinds of other people groups that are maybe not being cared yes. for. We're wanting to do a, a men's home as well. Um, and many, many other different homes. Yes, we've talked about doing that. But like you said, it does take finances. It takes, you know, having the resources, the property. I know I've seen God give so many people property. It's crazy. So I know he can do it out here the same, you know. Hey, so Tammy, we got about three to five minutes, depending on how long you want to share. What would be the last thing you want to say to people as we're doing this? And we're going to ask people at the end of the night to share this uh, little interview so pe more people could see it on their feeds. When you share things that you really like on people's feeds, like an interview uh, for Tammy Duff on the Gabriel's House, it reaches people all on Facebook and they got a chance to click in and see what Gabriel House is. So as we close up tonight, I'm going to have Kim, you pray us out of here. Tammy, you got a couple of minutes. Just share whatever's on your heart that you want people to know and uh and and we'll pro promote it well um we would first of all love your prayers that's what we covet the most is prayers um that god would just give the women that come to our doors the heart to know him and that he will put it on the people's hearts to come and support gabriel's house in ways that you know they are equipped to do whether it's financially or with resources um also we have got uh one of our one of our biggest fundraisers going to happen on november 18th so that's really something that we'd like to spread the word it's going to be called a hopeathon so we're going to have some testimonies of women it's going to be virtual and we'll have testimonies and um some music the girls will do and um, just do some fun stuff that's um, going to just hopefully encourage those that are watching and raise support for Gabriel's house. Um, of course, we've had to take everything virtually, so um, we're going to do that and um, we'll get more information to you about that. But um, just just continue to, um, like I said, pray for us and um, we thank you so much for your support and allowing us to, or allowing me to share with you guys today. Yeah, we're super excited. So before my sister prays, just know, uh, go to the website. We've got it all on this. Uh, we've got it all on this chat right now. Uh, there's a hopeathon coming up. There's a way that we can get involved. Uh, support them. Prayers are coveted. They're saying that. My mom's gone out there several times and set up our room when they get somebody new in our room. Uh, we love to go out there as much as we can. My kids, uh, I'll tell you, let me tell you a quick story before. Uh, my girls uh, gave a bunch of clothes uh, about six months ago. Uh, to the, we drove them out and my daughter's like, I'm going to take all this place. Where should we go? And I said, take it to Gabriel's house. It was all good stuff. And, and, uh, so we took all these bags and we were kind of embarrassed because it was a lot of stuff. You know, everything we bring, we bring, we save for forever, a long time. <laughs> Anyways, here's the story. Here's what happened. 
we gave all this stuff and I got a call like about 20 or 30 minutes after and it's from the Gabriel house. And they're like, um, pastor Jeff, um, as we were going through the clothes, there was like $38 in one of the pockets <laughs> of some of the clothes that we donated. And they're like, can, did you want to come to get it back? And I said, no, just do something good with it. And it was just hilarious. Cause I was like, man, we should have checked our own pockets before we donated it out. So they take everything, even the extra money that you have in your clothes. They are so good at that. It's been awesome. So, uh, I love this ministry. It's a blessing. Use it as a tool to bless this community. You got to know about this house. There's a Hopathon coming up. Kim, pray us out. Pray a blessing on this uh, with the authority that you have in Christ. And let's just let this, this small little interview do something spectacular in this, in, in this ministry. Thank you. So, Father, we just thank you so much for Gabriel's house. We thank you for, we know that this place is in your heart. We know, Father, that you don't want widows and orphans and, and all of the people that they serviced to not know your love. We thank you, Father, for just the provision that you've given up to this point, but we're asking you to increase it. We're asking you to bless them, shaken together and overflowing. We're asking you, Father, to um, blow their minds. May you provide for them super abundantly above all they can even ask or imagine. I thank you for every staff member, every volunteer, every woman, every child that sets foot on those premises. May they experience your peace and your love. May they experience your um, healing touch. And may you set the captives free through that place. Set them free from addiction, set them free from hopelessness, set them free from harming themselves, set them free from feeling like they don't have a family. And yes. Father, help them to get their lives off track and to live in the plan and the destiny that you have for them. We just pray a special blessing upon Tammy and upon her husband. Thank you for all the ways that they've made a difference in your kingdom. And may they continue to do so. May you bless them with health, and with everything that they need to continue to serve you wholeheartedly. We thank you so much, Father, and we just say your will be done, your kingdom come at Gabriel's house and in our community and in this state and in this nation. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Tammy, for joining us. We're so grateful that you've come on. Thank you so much for your support. And I believe this, I believe God is going to do something just on this small little interview that we did and how we're going to share that. I just believe God wants to do something big that we'll even know by the Hopeathon that how, how big and uh, how wonderful God has done and can do through just a simple interview like this. So a uh, couple of things I want to share if you're watching, uh, we're doing two services on Sunday, 9 and 11 online, and then we got a live service outside behind the community center. We're also going to be doing our prayer 300 challenge tomorrow night. And so if you, if you want to be a part of changing the world one person at a time, go to the app or go to the website and uh, click on it and be a part of this prayer app as we pray. Let's pray out of 2020 and into 2021, because you guys remember about this time last year, 2020 is going to be amazing. It's going to change the world as we've known it. And it did. It did. <laughs> 
but it's time to move on 2020 and let's get into 2021 and do something spectacular. So uh, thank you, Tammy, for joining us. It's always good. We want to have you back and do more stuff. And when we get back into real life, we want to get you guys out to the uh, to the church and promo that, get you up there front and, and, and talk to our community. Kimberly, it's always good to do ministry with you. It's Likewise, bro. Uh, she's my sister, Tammy. So we've just been uh, always have fun doing ministry together. So God bless you. God is with you and God loves you. Have a great night.